And we're back. I mean, that probably doesn't feel like any difference in time to you, the listener, but it's been a probable one-and-a-half-month, two-month time skip since the last time I put an episode together. Uh, For those of you that tune in for the sweet ASMR vibes that I can provide, uh, this background rain sound might enhance that. Um, I find it quite pleasant, that's why I'm sitting out in a nice sort of covered park area gazebo type instead of my studio (laughs) that's hilarious there's no way I have a studio guys I recorded a microphone that I bought for my playstation um yeah speaking of that I'm gonna jump right into it the title we got today is uh because I think shitty jokes are hilarious it's boats and joes um my wife and I say boats and hoes quite a lot at home as I imagine a lot of people do because stepbrothers is fantastic but Boats are the biggest thing to come to Fortnite since the X1 airplane, and it's been a rip-roaring good time. Uh, Season 11 was probably the reason I've been been playing so much Fortnite again, Uh, and I can't remember. Like, I really didn't think they had the power to draw me in, and it's great. I was kind of done. Uh, They did a a cleanse, a reboot, a... um, a full shutdown, which was super cool. If you logged in, or rather tried to log in at any point in, I think, a three- or four-day period, it would, you know, it, w- it would crash your game. I'm doing air quotes. And it would simulate that there was a glitch or something happening, or something wrong with it. And uh, you'd see scenes. It would eventually cut to, like, this black hole that's kind of almost a movie, like slightly if you watch it, things change, it's not static, but uh, eventually, and this was super cool because my wife has become more and more into Fortnite and that warms my heart, um, she texted me when I was I think at work yesterday, she's like, Fortnite's back online, took a lot of willpower not to just fucking dip, <laughs> and uh, but no, it, I was like, what's it like, she's like, I'll say nothing, and it, it is Phenomenal. I don't even want to, you know, pause now, go play it if you're for some reason you've timed it thusly that you're hearing this before having played the new season. Okay, you were given fair warning. A little extra time for people that fumble with their phone or come on like a sonorous speaker device or something. Uh, anywho, yeah, they throw you right into it. We're, we're talking about the cinematic gives us, from the perspective of four new characters, which unto themselves do look weird, but I mean everything in Fortnite kind of looks weird, so you don't really grasp how new everything is until they start exploring an island and it's completely changed. And I don't say new, because a lot of people are saying this is brand new. It's not. I think what we're dealing with is exactly... I, I believe this to be like a, a Earth 2 crisis on an infinite Earth's type of parallel, slightly different dimension kind of thing. Like it's a it, it's a parallel world that's not dissimilar or similar. Like maybe they share a lot of things. For example, there's three or four locations that are the same name as previous Fortnite locations. There's some that are completely new. There's some that stylistically are the same. And it just... It, it, 
there's some new weapons and stuff. It feels like this is a you know Earth 387's Fortnite, and they have their own stuff going. It, it's great. What what it's done for the actual gameplay is totally top to bottom glammed it up and tuned it up. So everything is like sharper, smoother, uh, better designed. So there's new icons for all the guns and weapons and they're all like a little, you know, better colored and drawn. Uh, the gameplay itself, like your aiming is smoother, the firing and animations and reloads are all quicker and smoother. The lighting, and this is... I don't think anything as boring as lighting in video games has excited me since I started realizing what a difference it makes because um, they added this very realistic like sun and shade sort of dynamic and they made the tree the scale of the trees and the detail of them fuller so there's areas where like you're you're in realistic looking forests and it's like insane for Fortnite it's you know it used to PUBG used to have which is the main rival and I guess sort of the in a way, progenitor a little bit. I mean, arena deathmatch games are kind of an old thing. It's but uh, that game's claim to fame it was the realism. So I feel like Fortnite's really scooted up there. It's beautifully colored, and I gotta say, and this is both phenomenal parenting and probably not the best parenting, but my son Arthur, uh, who's super cute. I'm gonna I'm gonna say best baby in the world. I I don't think I can see any proof otherwise. So uh, he really enjoys watching Fortnite. Like he, there's things he doesn't like watching games, movies. Like there's things that immediately make him fussy and uncomfortable and disinterested. And there's stuff that will hold his attention for like 45 minutes or until he falls asleep. And Fortnite is like the Cadillac of things he can watch. And this new season, like last night, we we got a better night's sleep because he like fell asleep to me just absolutely crushing in, uh, in a 50v50 match um, 18 kills statistically you know, a team of 50 people one person has 18 kills I, I think other people they're, they're not really pulling their weight so to speak uh, the new map's got boats and mountains and as I said before it's very similar in a lot of ways to the previous map but the water's been added, and the details are it's tremendous. It's immaculate detail. It's like playing a very realistic boat simulator. They have about two or three boats. I don't know, it's also high octane. I can't tell if like there's small differences in the boats. But similar to the planes, the, the boats have a, a burst or speed function, like a um, nitrous or a turbo. And then one, I think it's like a rocket or a missile or something. One weapon. They seat three people, uh, four with a driver. So it, it's pretty cool. The, the water is like this deep, rich, like they've, they've just really gone to town on making like the, it, it pleasant. And you actually like you swim and there's buoyancy and stuff. And water intersects a lot of the maps, so you, you can take a stream from north to south, and you're often in the shade of, of trees and sunbeams, and the way that the lighting kind of really sets it, it's, it's a very fun experience. If you've never played Fortnite before, just play it. You'll be like, wow, this is an entirely different game. It's a, it's a quality game now. It used to be kind of like, 
not not it was like the McDonald's of games, but now it's like um, Burger Priest of games. Like it's still, you know, it that is still a greasy fast food, slowly cooked, but a fast food burger. But I don't think that's just a local thing. To my, uh, I live in Toronto. I think Burger Priest is is in California and New York and stuff. So I think I'm not crazy. Um, just just equate it to like a, a good Five Guys burger. I guess I think that's more universal. Not that they're of, of equal quality, but. It's like five guys I can't get a grilled cheese is a bun, but um, anyway, yeah, jump into it. It's a lot of fun. Again, always more fun if you play with people. And I've actually been splitting my time between that and Vermintide too, which I got uh, I picked up for the birthday recently, and it's a lot of fun. It is a Left for Dead kind of replica, true and true, and nothing wrong with that, but it takes place in, a, in an immaculately rendered and, and very faithfully recreated Warhammer fantasy world. And just like the first one, uh, it's you're up against Skaven, but the reason this one I, I just fell for it is you're also fighting chaos, and I fucking hate chaos. <laughs> it's been like a lifelong, uh, my brother played, like his massive investment army was uh, Warriors of Chaos, back then it was just called Chaos, under Tsinch, the magic god, because, and this was smart, they don't have any range, the, the Chaos in the tabletop game, they don't have any bows or, or siege weapons, they wanted to sell them, so they made, laid, later they made, like, big heavy cannons and stuff, but the same way most armies can take up to, like, a third or two-thirds of their army with characters that have range weapons, Chaos have none of that, so he supplemented it with a God that gives you magic abilities for all your units and uh, regiments. Anyway, n n I don't know if the, the the chaos tabletop logistics is what people tune in for, but either way. Uh, so I'm I'm a longtime adversary of uh, the hordes of the north. Also, he had a book like a codex, and the shit was so fucking gross and scary too. Like I was young when I started playing Warhammer. Like. Um, Nine, maybe? Eleven? Not those two numbers, that's too soon. Um, I'll look into that, but yeah, I, <laughs> I remember Nurgle, which is the one that you're fighting in, in Vermintide 2, is the god of disease, and I have like a, I, I strongly dislike diseases, they gross me out. And the like, rank images, and like, super detailed, like, festering corpses, throwing up into other corpses and stuff, was just a lot of fuck, man. My book had, like, not stuff that that was... I, I played three armies. Um, I played Wood Elves, um, which I don't think at the time had a proper codex. as like, a 500-point army. I liked it, and most of my guys could stay literally in the forest and just bombard you with, like, extremely good longbow skills, which was not... I mean... I guess that's not the most fun thing to play against, but they're pretty squishy, so I don't know how to keep them alive otherwise. They didn't have, like, cavalry units and stuff back then. They were all in, like, individual blister packs. Um, shout out to my mom, who was wicked for that one time when I went to Games Workshop and asked her if I could get one, and she was like, yeah, that's fine, and I'm like, but I meant, like, one regiment, which is five, and then, like, it was an extremely long discussion, and then she's like, 
we, we got the five of them. They were, yeah, I think it was, uh, they were the Lance Knights or something for the, what else? I don't know. They had lances. I painted them terribly. So I played Wood Elves, I played about 500 points of Dwarves, which I really like. I, I think Dwarves are, in the lore, my favorite of the Warhammer races. I just kind of admire their stout resoluteness and, and super hatred of, like, all the gross shit that happens in Warhammer. Like, like fucking elves and chaos and humans and skaven and bullshit. <laughs> they hate everybody. Uh, Tactically on the table, I did not like playing them. They moved too slow. Um, the base movement of three and marching at a six meant like I was crawling and vulnerable to move large groups of them. And they didn't have like <laughs> didn't have effective horses. Uh, now I would get back into it and play them. They have crazy shit. They have a fire dragon. But no, my big investment army was orcs because we originally got the starter set that was Empire v. Orcs. And my brother, I think. Mostly just use the Empire bits for, like, chaos and stuff. But, um... No, I had, like, a 3,500, maybe 4K points uh, of orcs, and I had, like, lots of... That was great, man. Like, uh, error boys, which they the old, like, arrow guys, the shooters. Everything was, like, bad British spelling. Like, choppas and... Um, yeah, I had some savage orcs, I had dudes on boars and a boar chariot and a night goblins and troll giants and stuff. Um, I actually had a, a, a thing that was so well painted, I won like a, it, it was kind of help painting it by somebody else, but still, and it won like a mini trophy. And anyway, I, it was wonderful. My, uh, dad threw it out, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, no, 3,500, um, and that codex never had that, I mean, like, orcs are, like, savage, semi-magic fungus people who live to fight in war, and my book was, like, a hilarious romp through fantasy, and, and my brother's was, like, look at this sick medical garbage, <laughs> like, mine was, like, we gonna stab the oomans, and then, like, I don't know, anyway, I'm gonna have a long pod one day on, on, going deep in Warhammer Fantasy, and I love that game, my armies and stuff, but no, it was fun. Uh, so, yeah, getting Vermintide, too. Something that I noticed that is really fun, the game's rated mature, and I was looking into that a little bit, and it's rated mature primarily, and they warn you about this in the opening, because you play with other people. <laughs> so nowadays, apparently, if you're exposing people to other players, then um, you have to automatically make it mature. I think there's some exceptions, but, and I can understand why, because immediately, like, imagine you seven-year-old kids, like, oh, first round of the day, and people are like, what's up, fuckers? And like, <laughs> like, fuck. Sorry, guys, apologies, I say that in, in jest. Um, but, yeah, that's that's kind of a bummer. Otherwise, it's like, I think it could be teen. I mean, there's a, a gratuitous rat men in Northerner blood, but it's like, it could be like a fire wizard blowing up, like, a disease flamethrower rat. Like, it's not, I'm going to shoot up a mall because of that I'm like uh, <coughs> people be crazy uh, anyway yeah so check it out I'm, I'm trying to see if I can get my buddy to play because I play strongly with AIs and it's a terrible system because they pretty much are just trained to like, like run up behind you and so they're breathing on your neck constantly and there's three people and they're just constantly are like clipping in and out of you and killing the people right in front of you and to have a, a live human player would be a good good time. So I would suggest group play, like Left 4 Dead. 
Um, in Left 4 Dead, they were, like, obsessed with healing you. Now they, they don't do that, though, which is funny. They're really good at protecting you, though, if you have to, like, put the controller down and text. Because there's no fucking pause of any kind, so when you start a level, you need, like, a 30-minute commitment. And that's a fucking challenge with <laughs> having a kid or literally shit to do. I've had, like, calls from work, and then I have to, like, mute and then continue slaughtering the rod of Nurgle with my sword and shield and stuff. Anyway, um, I'll go into that more later. I, I really I enjoy the characters. I spend a lot of time just pausing it and looking at my gear. Like, pausing to stopping, because a button where you can kind of zoom in and examine. Uh, also Joker. I'm going to go into that. That's the Joes part of our Boats and Joes. Uh, I loved this movie. I saw this for my birthday, I think, with my, yeah, I think I saw it with my buddy and uh, two buddies and his girlfriend. Um, I, yeah, I think it was for my birthday. Wow. Time's been kind of strange to me. That was a really nice time. Uh, I love those guys. Uh, So I saw Joker and I, I walked out of it I'll be truthful, I walked out of it unsure if I had liked it, but I knew it was an amazing movie. And now, after thinking about it, I always think it's more fair to give a movie a a think-over after you've given it a couple days and reflected on it, instead of just, like, walking out of it and forming your opinion solely on that, because the hype is real. But Joker's a fantastic movie. Uh... Joaquin Phoenix gives just such a God. It's here's the problem. Everybody that's talking about this, I saw. You know, there's some great memes about this now, but there's everyone that's kind of like a dejected social loner or someone who has ever felt oppressed feels this like this is exactly me, and it's not unfair to say that. There's definitely this resonance where if you've ever felt, I don't know. It, it, the victim at the hands of a system, maybe like you were waiting for a check from the government or your taxes and it hasn't come, or you're waiting to get a health card or a passport and it hasn't come, or like you have a conviction or something and like there are bail or court dates, like, you know, the wheel is big and constantly crushing people's backs. And so, you know, people have been in his kind of situation and people are. And it, it was, you know, there's, it's hard to make a movie that doesn't come across as promoting violence and, and senseless uh, killing and that's kind of a, a problem that was when I walked out of it I felt um, I don't know and I also felt it took a long time for him to start jokering and when he did it was amazing and I wish there was more of it but I think as a lifetime Batman fan there's like a super ingrained bias in me that I don't think I can get around because to me having a movie where it's kind of the rise in popularity of a guy who murders a bunch of people. That's okay, but what wasn't okay was I was literally in a theater where the guy beside my, my buddy's girlfriend was cheering and clapping when he would commit, like, murder. Like, when... I, um, I don't want to spoil too much, to be honest, but um, I will say I would spoil it. I don't know. He When, when on the subway, he does what he does. The guy was... was clapping, and then since then he kept making comments like, hmm, interesting. And then, which is really serial killer, yeah. And then he, I don't know. I, I really like the, the Dark Knight 
Returns, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. The the talk show scene is kind of similar in a way, and I, I like that because that was always something that, <laughs> even though it's a cartoon, I, I the first time I saw that I was so tense, and it's, but I, I I can't get around my bias in seeing this movie promoting a guy who I know is like a huge serial killer and killer of children and women and men, and this is just an absolute blight on Gotham, and I, you know. It's hard. Those movies are hilarious. I'm trying to get out of my own head and just enjoy it that way. Uh, but seeing people be like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. I just feel like maybe this is a weird time in the light of all the kind of violence we see on the day-to-day basis to do this. Maybe I'm on an island and I'm a little weird, but I think just maybe that's the kind of things that we should start looking at. To Yeah. I didn't think I'd ever be one of those people that was like, oh, the movie's too violent. I don't think it's too violent. I just think that there's something maybe about its message that it, and especially seeing the reaction insights with people at a time where people people be crazy you know I don't fucking <laughs> uh. anyway I was really glad like there was no violence or anything that weekend when it, when it debuted like that kind of awful dark night shooting a couple years ago but anyway um, Joker's fantastic you're gonna go into it you're gonna see things that are transformative and you are going to understand why he is who he is and I absolutely believe they could pluck him out of that and put him in any future movies they want to do put him against uh, Pattinson's Batman I'm fine with that put him in uh, in his own standalone movie again maybe give him Harley Quinn I could see it I could see it especially because with the um, oh, what's her name come on Oh, Zazie Beats. With the Zazie Beats kind of romance, I'm going to put in quotations. Um, again, I'm not trying to spoil anything. But y- you know there's a part of his brain and heart that like is is yearning for love and, and looking for love in Alderaan places. So I think that you have room for her. She's got her own movie coming out, too, The Emancipation of Harley Quinn, much of another fucking weird, similar related names and stuff. Um, bold choice. Um, hope we don't have another Suicide Squad situation but Margot Robbie is super talented obviously really beautiful but super talented good time Uh, I I think I think she's a fan of the character and I think as a comic book reader more than anything of like oh well she's you know this and that her experience is that I think what is important is if someone likes the character and the source material and they're like no I think I'm going to lend that perspective because that's what I always feel is the voice that doesn't get heard and as long as it's that's why I put a lot of stock in people like Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck and um, the Russo brothers obviously not that they need the backing up people who are fans and have that perspective they're not like loyalists but people that are like oh okay I, I know in the comics he had this scene where you know it was this anyway Joker's got Joker's good it's a good time it is a, a very worthwhile movie if he doesn't get an Oscar nomination of some kind I would be extremely disappointed in today's day and age, that means I'm willing to sign whatever digital petitions I have to for BuzzFeed to create an article that says five million people have signed it. So, <laughs> I don't I don't think BuzzFeed does fact checks as often as they should. Good stuff, though. Um, yeah, so I'm probably going to leave it there. I have no guarantee when I'm going to make the next one. I hope it will be soon. 
I think I have one from two months ago I still got to post, but things have been in, in kind of flux. I think I'll cover that next time. And, yeah, I hope everyone is doing well out there. I don't know what this does for whoever it is out there, but I like to think that it's doing something for somebody. Because, truthfully, I get a lot of, I get a lot of motivation sometimes from podcasts. Not, like, motivation to, like, do 50 chin-ups and, like, run eight miles. Motivation to, like, go successfully do a day at work and, like, not be bummed out because I have, like, quality programming to listen to or something that's thought-provoking for me to focus, focus, <laughs> for me to focus on. Uh, I always talk about the CinemaSins, and, like, now that I have a bunch of other podcasts, to be honest, some of them I don't like at all. Some of them I like a lot. Uh, obviously, uh, the Syncast itself is the, the favorite, but I literally listen to all of it because it's quality stuff, and, like, when I'm fucking, you know, all day doing something monotonous, usually, like, alone, it's, you know, it's a tonic. So, good luck to, I guess, everybody out there. And uh, I will see you guys next time. I guess C is probably a poor way to put it because it's kind of a podcast.